0: Surprise, bitches. It's Friday, and we've got some tea to break down. So I hope you're ready for it. Portia Williams has filed for divorce. Brandy Glanville is making some wild new accusations against Andy Cohen. And um, Dorit is revealing that Kyle tried to silence her before the reunion. Let's get into it. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TV tea. Sir fresh all week long. Now, let's dive in. Hi, guys, and happy Friday. Uh, surprise. I know I don't typically do episodes on a Friday, but um, there was just so much going on in the pop culture news cycle world uh, that I was like, okay, we kind of have to do another episode, another emergency episode. We typically don't do emergency episodes unless there's some some big stuff going down. Numero uno. Um, and two, I just... I have my martini handy. My Kris Jenner martini is right here and ready. Um, the last 24 hours <clears throat> have just set my head into a fucking tailspin, and I needed to get my mind off things. So I was like, you know what? We're going to do an emergency episode today. We're going to talk about Porsche's divorce. We're going to talk about Kylan Dorit. We're going to talk about Brandy Glanville. And yeah, I'm going to have a martini at 1.30 in the afternoon, all right? That's what we're going to do. That's how we're going to get it. I don't know if I'll be, I don't think I'll pop much into the live chat today, guys. I just need to get my mind off things. This week was so long and so busy and just jammed packed nonstop back to back. And then, like I said, the last like 24 hours have just been a little heavy on the brain. Um. So let's talk about other people's lives so that I can get out of my own for an hour. Um, okay. Where do we want to start? Should we start with Portia? Portia Williams. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Everybody. And surprise. Um Also, if you haven't done so yet, go and listen to Disaster Daters. We have two new episodes that are out right now. Disaster Daters, Disaster Daters, Disaster Daters. Me and my friend Jeff Epstein have a new podcast. Six episodes, limited series. The first four episodes are out right now. So go listen to Disaster Daters on your favorite podcast app. Or you can watch episodes, full episodes, on um, Spotify. You can watch it exclusively on Spotify. All right. Let's talk about... Let's talk about Portia. Okay. Portia just signed her contract to return for season 16 of The Real House of Beverly Hills. This was the breaking news that came this morning. Like First thing in the morning, we get the news. Portia is filing for divorce from her hubby, Simon... Um, Guabadia, I believe is how you pronounce it. I maybe pronouncing that incorrectly. But it was reported it was an exclusive in people this morning um they've only been married for for 15 months it's so interesting because in the people article um it reveals there's a um a source that's speaking to people and the source reveals that it's unrelated to recent allegations involving Simon's past and it has nothing to do with his citizenship right i call bullshit only because when Portia Williams made her announcement that she was returning to the Real Housewives of Atlanta, remember, she was like, Portia Williams returning to Real Housewives of Atlanta? Fake news. Portia Guabadia? Now that's more like it. So it sounded like at that moment, which was, what, less than two weeks ago that we got that announcement that she was coming back? So less than two weeks ago, the issues were not so overwhelming that she wanted to leave the ma- that she, you know, was clearly still willing to work on the marriage and be happy and married with Simon. We also saw she was like on a, a, a car boat in the ocean. She was like driving this car on like the ocean money, right? Money, money, money. Then the allegations come out against Simon or not allegations, but this, I guess it is alleged because we haven't confirmed that this is the same Simon, but there is a man named Simon that has committed lots of fraud in his past Um, I believe he was also arrested for unlawful uh, possession of a car that wasn't his. And so he's originally from Nigeria and he's been trying to gain his citizenship here in the U.S. and keeps getting denied because of all of these, you know, fraud charges against him throughout the years, right? And so he keeps getting denied. His case keeps getting dismissed. I guess he was trying to apply again more recently. He's come over here on, like, work visas and whatnot, allegedly, because, again, we don't know if this is the same person. It's just somebody that happens to have the same name and is possibly Porsche's husband, soon-to-be ex-husband. But so now that this criminal past has come to light and now that we do see that there is an issue with his citizenship, um, or his nationalization status, now we're seeing Portia is dipping out. This source claims that this has nothing to do with his criminal past or any of those charges or that drama, but it kind of sounds like it is, right? If they're in a great place and everything's great and you know hunky-dory, then like, why, why divorce him now? You seem like you were in a great place. You were so happy. He was so wealthy and things were so good. And now... I mean, I guess now we know why she's coming back to Real Housewives of Atlanta. She's going to need that paycheck. I mean, I don't know what their prenup situation looks like if they have one or how, you know, detailed it is and what type what type of settlement she may get, alimony, et cetera, <clears throat> spousal support. But it seems like. She's going to need that check, and she's also going to need an opportunity to tell her side of the story. I believe Simon posted on his Instagram, like, he's out golfing, and he's living life, and so he's seemingly unfazed by the news, um, but he also seems to be unfazed about the reality of being deported. So, I mean, clearly a man that lives in delusion. Very interesting. Remember, we were all, like, as the news is coming out, we are like, ooh, what's Portia going to do? And Kenya better be ready. And she better put her detective hat on. And Portia was probably like, listen, I am not about to get involved in mess. She's like, I don't want to be part of a Girardi scandal. Um, And here we are. Dun, dun, dun. So do we believe, I guess this is the question of the day. Happy Friday. Do we believe that she... Just became aware of his criminal past. And do we believe that that is possibly why she is leaving him? Um, because I believe that that is exactly what's happening. I think she didn't know any about any of this. They've only been married for, what, 15 months? So I don't think she knew any of this. I think she found a man. He was seemingly rich and wealthy. You got to watch out for these wealthy men, Right gotta watch out for them um seemingly rich and wealthy and why would she question any of it i think now we kind of are really starting to have to question a lot of these things we learned from erica we're uh learning from portia we've just like this tale has been told so many times at this point that like you gotta ask questions um but it seems like portia the second she found out she's like i'm out peace so i do think that 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 the news that has come to light recently is exactly why she is not returning or she is not continuing to stay married to this man. She's like, I'm done. I'm out. Um, She bought into it and now she's buying out of it. So So now we're going to have what Portia, possibly Kim Zolciak. Could you imagine Portia and Kim Zolciak on the same show together, going through their messy, relationship situations like that is going to be juicy. And we have Kenya, who's going to be stirring up some mess. I don't think they'll give Kim Zolciak a full-time contract. I think we'll see Portia full-time, Kenya full-time, maybe Phaedra and Kim. Sheree, I'm sure, will come back full-time. And then we're going to have probably three newbies. And we'll see where it goes from there. But unfortunate news, she's no longer Portia Guabadi anymore. Now she's back to being Portia Williams. Mm, mess. Um, okay, let's talk about Brandi Glanville, because this has gotten the internet fired up. And I'm just going to preface it by saying, I think the flames are being fanned a little too high. TBH. Um, so it came out in, I believe, page six, that Brandi Glanville is um, accusing Andy Cohen of sexual harassment. She claims that there was a video that Andy sent her while he was drunk and he wanted to FaceTime her and uh, have her watch him have sex with another Bravo star and say that, oh, thinking of you, like, you know, having sex with this Bravo star, but thinking of you, basically. That's kind of the sum of the accusations is that he sent her this video and wanted to FaceTime her so she can watch him have sex with somebody, right? Well, Andy Cohen has come out. And it has since been revealed that the person that he was in this video with, that he was going to show Brandy he was going to have sex with, this person is none other than Kate Chastain, star of The a star of um, Below Deck. So Andy responded because the headline was Brandy Glanville accuses inebriated Andy Cohen of sexual harassment, inviting him to watch him have sex with the Bravo star. Like I said, we now know that the Bravo star is Kate Chastain. Andy then issued a response via the Twitter, and he said, The video shows Kate Chastain and I very clearly joking to Brandy. It was absolutely meant in jest, and Brandy's response clearly communicated she was in on the joke. That said, it was totally totally inappropriate, and I apologize. Yeah, it was an inappropriate joke. I think Andy's issue is that he becomes friends with these housewives and it's all good in games until somebody wants to scream harassment, right? Do I believe that Brandy feels sexually harassed by Andy Cohen? No. Absolutely not. I believe that this is Brandy, one, looking for a cash shakedown. I think she wants the network to pay her out because they didn't end up airing Morocco, and her reputation has been hurt as, as a result of that. So I think she's looking for some money, number one. And number two, I think she's trying to point out, I don't know if it's the double standards, like she's trying to show that like, Anybody can claim anything when it's seemingly innocuous and also seemingly reciprocated, right? Like Brandy and Andy had this playful relationship where sex was just something that they openly, you know, were comfortable with. Their sexuality was comfortable. Do I believe that Andy Cohen was really trying to fuck Ch- Kate Chastain and think that it was Brandi Glanville? No, Andy Cohen is a gay man. He identifies as a gay man and he's repeatedly said that he's a gold star gay, meaning he's never had sex with a woman and I don't think has any desire to have sex with a woman. But when we get into this PC world where everything can be misconstrued or taken out of context, um, I was just on the phone with a friend this morning who was telling me that he had somebody else that was like uh, pumping him up to be like, you have a sexual harassment lawsuit. Like if this person pisses you off enough, then you know you can basically sue them for sexual harassment. And he was like, I don't want to sue this person for sexual harassment. Um, But yeah, technically, could you stretch a case out of that? Yes. But he's like, but like, that's not like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, but anybody can do that. You can take any inappropriate situation and, you know, twist the details to make it a sexual harassment claim that's not to say that sexual harassment doesn't happen i'm not trying to negate or diminish people's experiences with assault or harassment but there are instances where like this case with brandy glanville we use these things that we're complicit in or that we're okay with in the moment and then change our minds later because it's convenient for us to do and i think that's the point that brandy is trying to convey is she's kind of saying that that's what caroline's doing without saying that that's what caroline's doing that caroline was complicit and that caroline was you know indeed engaging in this behavior with brandy when they were filming ultimate girl Trip morocco and then suddenly when it was time or convenient for caroline to flip that narrative she did Um, And Brandy's name got dragged as a result of it. So I think this is more of a statement. Also, because this is not a lawsuit. Let's be very clear. According to the article in page six, no lawsuit has been filed. A letter was sent to NBC and Bravo regarding this incident with Andy Cohen that happened back in in 2022. So why would she continue to do Watch Weapons Live? Why would she continue to do The Traitors? Why would she, or, or not The Traitors, but she wanted to go to The Traders reunion that was hosted by Andy Cohen. Um... She also did Ultimate Girls Trip. So she's been on Watch what Happens Live. She said that when she was going through this stuff with Caroline, like Andy was a confidant for her. She would call him, reach out to him, and he would like try to protect her. And so I think again, this is more of a statement. I don't think she feels sexually harassed. That's not me trying to, you know, diminish somebody's trauma. Come on. Brandi Glanville does not feel like Andy Cohen was genuinely wanting to have sex with somebody else and think that it was her. Like Just put those cards on the table and let's call a spade a spade, you know? So I think she's trying to get some money. She's trying to, you know, strong arm the network. And she's trying to show that, like, it's more of a statement, you know, Uh, that like anybody can claim anything. And even if you're complicit in the moment, that doesn't mean you can't change your mind after the fact. Now, I think that's a really dangerous and dicey uh, rope to walk on because when you start throwing, you know, stuff out like that, then it brings into question other people and it just makes the whole situation sticky. You know, when it comes to sexual assault and your employers, like, was Andy Cohen an employer? Sure. Did he have the sole fi- power to hire or fire Brandi Glanville? No, he does not have the sole power to hire or fire Brandi Glanville. There are multiple people that go into these decisions. So he was not the one everyone would think, oh, well, Andy's her boss. It's not like you work at a company. Where you're an employee and your boss is the boss, and the boss, you know, despite whatever tier you're on, the boss is, has absolute power. Andy Cohen is not the CEO of Brandy Glanville's life. You know, he's a, an executive producer. Um, he was the, the creator of the Housewives franchise. He is a producer on Ultimate Girls' Trip. But again, Andy Cohen does not have the sole power to hire or fire Brandy Glanville. So we have to realize this is a statement that Brandy's trying to make. And I don't disagree with this statement, right? If the network's not going to protect her and they're going to let her reputation get dragged as a result of this Caroline Manzo stuff and she's very firmly believes in her innocence, then I understand why she's doing this. I think that this burns her relationship with the network though altogether and I don't think she will ever be hired on television again after this. If anything, this makes her look like a disgruntled former employee and it doesn't look good for her at all. But I also think Bravo's taken many missteps with a lot of their talent at this point that has put them in these situations and how they're going to navigate out of that, I don't know. I don't think Andy Cohen is scared, though. I don't think he's worried. Like he said, he has text messages with Brandy responding to him. Some loser on Twitter was like, well, of course Brandy's going to respond and pretend it was a joke. Like she, was, she felt like her job was threatened. Come on, guys. Like, come on. Let's not read more into this than what it is. It's a bold statement, and it's a way to strong arm the network. And I think more than she's looking for a payday from them or hoping for a settlement. Again, there's no lawsuit. It was a letter that was sent to them. I believe it was a letter of intent. Like, hey, by the way, this is what my client is claiming. We're thinking of suing. Usually when you send a letter of intent, you either... You want, it, it's like a, it's a tactic. It's a scare tactic. It's similar to a cease and desist, right? Like I've always been very clear, like cease and desist are not as scary as people make them out to be. It just means, hey, cease what you're doing and desist it, right? Stop what you're doing and don't continue this behavior moving forward um, because if you do, then I may sue you. So yeah, that's where it's at. Um, that's the brand of Glanville allegation against Andy Cohen I feel bad for Kate Chastain because now Kate Chastain's kind of in the middle of all of this um which is unfortunate because I think Brandy likes Kate I don't know which I think is why Brandy didn't name Kate in this letter Andy Cohen's the one that named Kate uh in his response to this letter but it's interesting. He issued a statement very quickly. It didn't seem to be very PRE. It seemed like he wrote it himself, like just the, the casual nature of it. It didn't feel like a Tom Sandoval statement apology. It felt like he's like, listen, it was a joke. It was inappropriate. I'm sorry that it was inappropriate. You know, clearly he's understanding the need for boundaries, but... I mean, going after Andy Cohen is a bold move, but this is not the Andy Cohen takedown era that people think that it is. Again, it's not a lawsuit. It's a letter of intent. Caroline Manzo filed a lawsuit, you know, Um, and that's one thing. I don't think we got her letter leaked to the press. Brandon Glanville's letter was intentionally sent to Page Six, who we know she's talked to in the past. So, yeah. It's a PR spin. She wants to give them hell, for the hell that they've given her. And listen, I'm not mad at her for that. I think they've really left her out to dry. That Um, said, oh, what is this? Breaking news. Breaking news. Vin, Vicky Gunvalson returns to the real houses of Orange County on Thursday. This is coming from Queens of Bravo. On Thursday, Shannon invited her to a group scene in hopes of a Trace Amiga's reconciliation, but it led to an explosive feud. Oh, so it doesn't look like she's coming back full time. Sounds like it's a friend of, or she definitely made a cameo. Um interesting. Well, there's your other bit of breaking news. Damn, that's three things. We had Porsche Williams, we had Brandon Glanville, now we have this Vicky in news, and we're gonna get into the Dore and Kyle of it all in the new clip that was released for next week's trailer. But first, just wanted to tell everybody your pet is one of a kind, so's their journey. While every playful moment is a memory in the making, sometimes our cats and dogs are a little too good at getting in trouble. And that's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care that they may need. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCA petinsurance.com slash no filter. That's ASPCA petinsurance.com slash no filter. Again, that's ASPCA pet insurance.com slash no filter this is a paid advertisement insurance is underwritten by either independence american insurance company or united states fire insurance company and produced by ptz insurance agency limited the aspca is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance also while we're thinking of the health of our pets and the well-being of our pets you want to think of your own health and well-being right ready to cut out the mess of diy meal prep Or want to start eating healthier without having the guesswork? Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's more to enjoy with over 55 nutritious-packed add-ons that help you make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to eight meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Head to factormeals.com nofilter50 and use code nofilter50, that's nofilter50, nofilter50, to get 50% off. That's code nofilter50 at factormeals.com nofilter50. And I have to tell you, really quickly before we dive into all the rest of the tea from the Beverly Hills reunion, I've been sleeping really good lately. Ball and Branch makes the softest, most luxurious sheets without any toxins or harsh chemicals. I got some, and they're so delicious to sleep on. Like you, your partner, your pets, whoever you're sharing your bed with these days, they're going to love them. They the, they use the rarest 100% organic cotton that's traceable from family farm to your family home. Ball and Branch sheets have a natural unmatched softness and get softer with every wash. You can feel the difference with their 30-night worry-free guarantee. Listen, you'll sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Ball and Branch. Get 20% off your first order when you use promo code Zach. That's Z-A-C-K, Zach, Z-A-C-K, at ballandbranch.com. Ball is spelled B-O-L-L. B O L L, so that's B O L L and branch.com. B O L L A N D B R A N C H.com. Promo code ZAC. Limited time only. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, let's talk about the Beverly Hills reunion. Beverly Hills that's where I want to be. So in a new clip that came out uh, this morning, we see Dorit talking to Erica. And Dorit's like, I'm ready for today, but I'm nervous because my friendship with Kyle is not in a great place. And then I get this long text message from her and it seems like she's trying to silence me, right? And then we get, and she shows uh, Erica the text message. And Erica's like, my God, this is like a whole novel. Sorry, let me take a sip of my martini before we read all of this. I feel like Kris Jenner with my martini mode. Um, listen, I'm up at four. Somebody told me that. Oh, TK, because I just did Taylor King's podcast, TK's Juicy Bowls. Her podcast is called Making Moves. We make money moves. She's also on Disaster Daters this week. So you should, you should definitely tune into Disaster Daters this week. because it's really funny. Um, But she told me, I think she was the one that told me. She's like, you're like Kris Jenner. You're like up at 430. You're working. You're doing the damn thing. You have a martini by the end of the night. And I'm like, baby, that's right. The only thing is I'm drinking Grey Goose instead of Belvedere because I normally like to drink Belvedere. Belvedere is my vodka of choice. However, at Whole Foods, they're trying to charge me $35.99 for a bottle of Belvedere. And I'm like, um, excuse me, I can go to Target and get it for $27.99. So, like, why would I pay nearly $10 extra for a bottle of Belvedere? Whereas at least the Grey Goose, they charge $30.99. So still overpriced because I feel like you can get a bottle of Grey Goose for, like, $25.99 at any other market or store. It's wild, but then I'm like, I either have to walk all the way somewhere else just for some other vodka, or if I pay for delivery, then I'm going to pay that extra $5, 6 $7 for the delivery fee, and I might as well just get it here, right? Whatever. Um, But so Dorit shows Erica the text message, and so we don't see the full text message because it kind of like highlights certain bits of it, but I tried to get screenshots of the text message, and I'm hoping we can read through it and, you know, get – as much of it as we can, but it's really fucking long. If you see, it's like a full, it really is a full novel. Which, oof, baby, baby. Ooh, baby, baby, baby. Ba, 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 um, Okay. <clears throat> so it says, from Kyle to Dorit. Hi, I've been trying to reach out because I know we're in a weird place and it really bothers me. So Dorit tells Kyle that This text message feels a little weird because of the timing. She's like, I haven't heard from Kyle for months. And then suddenly it's the day before the reunion. And now she wants to text me and say that we'll have a conversation, but we'll talk about our friendship after the reunion. Again, a little sus. And Erica reads the text message and she's like, if I received that text message, I would feel manipulated, right? So Kyle says, hi, I've been trying to reach out because I know we are in a weird place and it really bothers me and it's not even on the show. I wanted to explain where I am at and why I have been distant, but my hands were tied. Oh, um, Because we also, so for a little rewind, Dorit went on, I believe he was Watch What Happens Live and said that she's felt a little distant from Kyle lately. And then Kyle went on an Amazon Live And she was like, Dorit's exaggerating our friendship. We were never really that close. Like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Like, Dorit's making her friendship out to be more than it actually was. We didn't really travel. I like to work out with my friends. Dorit doesn't like to work out. So we're just not on the same page. We're not, like, as close as Dorit's trying to make us look, you know? So now she's saying... She, uh, I wanted to explain where I'm at and why I've been distant, but my hands were tied. Of course, some interview comments hurt my feelings and created more issues for me, but I'm used to that and could get past it in time. I also reminded myself that you didn't know what I was going through with Mo at the time and most of these, at the time, for most of these remarks. Okay. Um... And then Erica kind of scrolls through, so we don't see a lot of the other text message. But then there's, we move, she says something about being depressed, it kind of gets cut off. And then she says, I've spent 30 years with Mo, married 28, and I have no idea how to live without him and or how to navigate through life on my own. I have so much on my plate for tomorrow, meaning the reunion, and I know you do too. I love you, PK, and the kids so much. Um, I don't want to lose someone in my life over a TV show. They don't, even, they don't even know we are going through a hard time, so I don't see the need to bring it up there. I'm assuming go, they don't know that Kyle and Dorit are going through a hard time or Kyle and Mo are going through a hard time. That's unclear. I should have said something sooner, but I honestly haven't been strong enough. But relationships and you are important to me more than Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Then we keep scrolling. Um, but then I heard some things that you had said about me off camera and that hurt me deeply. Again, there may be chunks of this that are missing because the scroll was so fast that I wasn't able to screenshot everything. Um, But then I heard some things that you, Dorit, said about me off camera that hurt me deeply and I wasn't even able to say what I heard or from whom. It was one of those things where... I wish I just didn't know at all because I wasn't able to share, and yet I was left hurt and couldn't even try to work it through with you. And I know that you will be frustrated, and I want you to and want to know what, what, and who called it. But I can't. It's frustrating to me as it will be to you. Trust me. So she's saying that there is somebody that told. Kyle is saying that someone told Kyle that Dorit was talking about Kyle and she can't reveal who that was or why, even though this isn't happening on camera. So it's very interesting as to who this person could possibly be and why Kyle can't reveal this to Dorit. I've gone through such a hard time, Dorit. I've been in so much pain and I can't tell you. Never have I felt so low. And I know you are also going through a hard time. um let's see uh and then we get to the end uh, again there's pieces of it missing but then she ends with saying but relationships and you are more important to me than real houses of beverly hills i don't feel like bringing it up i don't feel like bringing it up for at the ex- for at our expense especially when we have Enough battles to handle as it is. Anyway, I would like to sit down and talk tomorrow after we get through tomorrow. Maybe have lunch or dinner when you can. If you want to talk before tomorrow, I am around. I would give anything not to go and have to do this. I don't know how much longer I can do this show. It's so toxic and creates so much anxiety for me. Anyway, let me know if you want to talk XX. Interesting. So it's interesting that Dorit says that the text message felt like she was trying to be, that Kyle was trying to silence Dorit and that um, she felt manipulated, like the text message was manipulative. And then Erica seems to echo that sentiment by saying, yes, this does feel, I would feel manipulated in your shoes. I guess they're saying that it would, it feels manipulative in the sense that Kyle's like, I'm going through a hard time So please don't pile on me. Let's not do this at the reunion, but we can talk about it off camera. When Dorit's like, and Dorit says to Erica, she's like, no, this is the show. This is, these are our lives. Like if we're having issues, we have to hash it out. And the reunion is where we hash these things out, right? So I do think it's unfair of Kyle to be like, let's not hash this out at the reunion. I have enough to handle. I I get it, but it's also like, but you guys signed up for this and this has played out publicly because not only did Dorit comment on Watch What Happens Live, publicly but then you responded on your Amazon Live publicly so now there are going to be quest- questions and there are going to be things that need to be spoken about interesting that she says she doesn't know how much longer she should she can do the show and that it's so toxic so it does feel like she possibly is exit could be exiting the show i don't Think that things end very well. I mean, we know Sutton faints and has to go to the hospital, so Sutton and Garcelle dip out early. Kathy's kind of there, but that's kind of awkward. I don't know. I, Crystal doesn't like Kyle. Um, we have Anne Marie, but I don't even know if they're going to bring Anne Marie back. So Kyle's only ally is Erica, and I just feel like Kyle doesn't have close relationships with, relationships with anybody else on the show. So. That's gonna be interesting. I'm sure Kyle does not feel good about the fact that Drew showed this text message and talked about it on camera before the reunion because now it's really gonna we're really gonna have to get into all of it and now the text message is out there and it's just like Ooh. so yeah, interesting. <clears throat> we'll have to wait and see what the reunion brings. I hear it's not as juicy as I think we're hoping that it the trailer didn't look bad. So it seems fine. Hopefully the editing is good enough to make it interesting and maybe we get like two solid parts. I'm, again, not expecting it to be amazing, but two solid parts I think would be perfecto. Um, okay, and that's all the tea that we've got. We talked about Portia. We talked about Brandy and Andy. We talked about Dorit. We talked about Vicky Gumbelson making a return to OC. That was breaking news that just came in live. Um, yeah. I guess that's all we got. This was a good, fun emergency podcast episode. Sorry I'm not in the live chat today, guys. We are streaming this live. Um, I just can't do the live chat today. Like I said, the past 24 hours have just been... I've had a lot to think about and a lot to kind of, uh, process and a lot to prepare for. And after how long and exhausting that, like I was going to bed late cause I was working so late and then I was still up at four 30, still going to the gym first thing in the morning and then taping the show, taping other people's shows. It was just a long and exhausting week that yesterday I was just kind of done and tapped out and it, 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 yesterday ended very strange for me. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going to try to take the weekend and just I mean, listen, I always kind of say that and then end up popping into social media anyway, but um if you don't really hear from me this weekend l- I'm just living life right now and I'm just I'm spending time with my family tonight and I'm just doing me. Um but I hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode that we got in. It was an emergency episode. This is going on the podcast, so there is the members only this week as well. So listen, we're just we're we're putting it all Put in all the content. I just felt like we couldn't wait. One, I needed the distraction. And two, I just felt like we couldn't wait until Monday to get into all this. Like, by that point, the news cycle would have been dead. But um, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I hope you I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Um, yeah. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. Have a martini. Listen, it is 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I am just sipping my martini, my vodka martini. Mm. Because Lord knows I need it today. But have a wonderful weekend. I love you guys. I love that I get to spend nearly every day with you here live. You uh, keep me going. So on weird days like this, I can pop in here and just spill some tea and vibe with you and enjoy the rest of, uh, you know, the rest of usually my mornings, but today afternoon. Um, but yeah. Be sure to catch Disaster Dater's. The first four of six episodes are out right now. You can watch it exclusively on Spotify, or you can listen to it on your favorite podcast app. And listen to No Filter every day, Monday through Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Next week, I'm going to be on Kempire's YouTube channel, so stay tuned for that. Um, Yeah, and thank you for all the love from the Jeff Lewis live appearance. Like That was so much fun, and I'm, you know... Grateful that I have all these fun and exciting opportunities and that's what I need to stay focused on is all the good. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Ciao for now.